but I think only good things have come out of this journey, this this mm. new you know path that life has taken me on. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet, and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Here we go again with another wonderful success story on rheumatoid arthritis minimization. My guest today is Anu and she's in South India. And she's got a journey that spans about two to three years with rheumatoid arthritis thus far. She was diagnosed during the pandemic in 2020 and has a story to tell us and insights to share. So Anu, thank you for joining us on the Rheumatoid Solutions podcast. Uh, Thank you, Clint, for having me. Uh, I watched each and every one of your podcasts and I never thought I think in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be, but uh, you you asked me twice before, and I think I was a bit shy then. Uh, so finally, I've got, gotten up the courage to do this, and I'm really happy to be here. Well, thank you. Yes, I have asked you a few times, and you've um, got an interesting case study with rheumatoid, because it seems like you have tremendous control over your symptoms, depending on how much discipline you apply. So we're going to look at that in a moment. We're going to talk about how stress and diet impacts you and how you have this, uh, as I said, power over your condition if you keep those uh, aligned. We're going to talk about your transformation and Indian cuisine and how you make delicious Indian food, fermented Indian foods. We're going to talk about cooking for your family and also for yourself and making different foods. And uh, And interestingly, we'll also touch upon how rheumatoid has, in a way, made your life better. And we're going to talk about that. But first of all, give us the before and after. Uh, How severe were you? What was happening? And then how are you today? So uh, I was diagnosed, uh, Clint, in March 2020, just, you know, during the lockdown. And uh, I had symptoms before that, uh, you know, and I had seen the doctor, but they said it's fine. But anyway, I got the RA test done and it was positive. But I couldn't meet with the doctor because of the pandemic. You know, they weren't seeing patients. Anyway, managed to get a consultation and got the anti-6CP and RA factor test and everything was positive. But I must add here, I had joined, I found your uh, program on a comment on YouTube. And I looked it up and I started reading, watching the podcast. So by the time I met the doctor and he shared this devastating news, I was I was not that shocked. Um, I you know because I knew that there was a way out. So I think uh, I, I wasn't as uh, upset as my husband was. I was quite calm and confident because I knew that there was a way around this. So um, in uh, I think I joined your uh, program in April 2020, but I hadn't started following the program until June because certain personal reasons. So June, I started following your program to the T. I was pretty bad. I couldn't uh, go into the toilet. 
I was hobbling. I had to come down the stairs one at a time. It was just so painful. And uh, I had to wait hours after waking up, you know, with hot water and things like that to just loosen my joints. Uh, but I was active. And once I started the diet, slowly, uh, gradually, I started seeing changes. I had also started on methotrexate and hydroxychloroquine. Um, it was in June. But by September, when I went for my next checkup, my ESR and CRP had come drastically down. And doctor was very happy with my progress. Uh, but then I, by the next month, I had to stop hydroxychloroquine after four months because I had started developing a reaction to it. And then I was only on methotrexate and that was 10 mg. Anyway, uh, from there, I still just started improving. Clint. It was just, a, you know, a tra just trajectory upwards. I started doing really well. I started enjoying the food. It was difficult. Uh, following the program, yes, the cleanse and the reintroduction and things like that. But I started doing pretty well by uh, 2021. I think um, mid 2021, I was doing fantastic. And uh, but I started having a reaction to methotrexate and I had to come down to five. I had to even stop it, and I was doing quite well. I was so happy. I thought, oh, I've gotten rid of methotrexate, but discipline, you know, that's where my problem lies. So I started eating all kinds of food, not junk food, not dairy, no, no dairy, no sugar, but, you know, the normal of oily food. And I paid a price for it and I had to go back on methotrexate. But still, it was at the lowest dose, according to my doctor. And um, I, I uh, unfortunately, by uh, November 2021, I had to go back to work. There was a lot of stress and I got a huge flare-up. But I never went beyond 10 mg of methotrexate. And uh, my doctor says I have the disease in a you know, very mild form. He doesn't know that I took the diet or the exercise and all the things I do. So he thinks I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I just have the disease in a mild form. But I know reading other stories that it wasn't really mild or anything. I did have it quite badly. And uh, so, yes, so my journey is... Uh, it's good so far. I know that if I stick to the Patterson program and if I do my exercise, take care of my mental well-being, I, I can 100% come off the drugs. But that's not my intention. But you know, I will do it in a slow manner. But I'm doing pretty well and I know I've got it under control as long as I do these things. So um, you had asked me, as I mentioned earlier, to come on podcast. And I was like, no, I want to go on treks and things like that. And I went on three treks. And one of the tracks was a bit difficult climbing a mountain and stuff like that. But I think I kept kept up with the youngest members. And in fact, most of the other younger members were behind me. And I was so happy that I could do all these things. So that's my journey so far. Last month, I did my test. My blood work is all normal. And I'm doing quite well. Thank you, Clint. I'm so glad that I had found you and your program. You're very humble because, you know, you were going through so much when you were with the symptoms initially. Um, and now you say that, you know, as long as you do the right things, the things that we talk about on the Patterson program, you're actually completely symptom free. And you told me just before we hit record that sometimes you forget that you even have the disease. Is that correct? Yeah. When I'm doing well, it's like, 
just jump out of bed and you know go and do all the things and I tend to forget so I don't even check the forum for months if like if I haven't looked in me because I'm feeling completely okay I'm fine I'm like on my feet Clint I love gardening I love cooking so sometimes from eight till ten and sometimes I'm on my feet maybe half an hour I get to sit and I and by ten at night I'm not even tired you know frankly I keep telling everyone that that you ask me okay to cook seven more dishes I'll do that <laughs> you know wow. I just don't feel tired like I think this Sunday it was meal prep I made around seven dishes for myself and I just was and in between running and doing all kinds of other things so the diet is just fantastic who thought that I would need rheumatoid to discover that you know. Uh, there is a healthy way of living where you don't feel tired. Like if I eat heavy uh, normal food, I feel tired and I feel just sluggish, and it's it's not good at all. Yes. I, I just love the, I just love what I cook and this new way of life, exercise, and mindset. It's, I I wish I didn't have to be so hurry, but but I I don't know the spoke that life has uh, the path my uh, life. Path has taken, you know, and I think uh, it was for my well-being. Let's explore that a little bit more. Um, it, what you know, you mentioned that the food, which we'll talk about in a moment, like the type of foods that you like to cook and and so on. Um, but if now this is an awkward question, but you know, uh, if there was some good things to come out of this disease, what would that list look like for you? Um, Clint, it's just filled with wonderful things. If you want to see a list before and after, the before one, I'll tear it up and throw it into shreds, you know. I already <laughs> look on what I was focusing before. <laughs> I was a workaholic type A, like many others. I was obsessed with work and hardly took time for my health and things like that. But now I'm, I knew, uh, I mean, I had a gut feeling always that there were things wrong with my diet, with my stomach, my stomach bugs. I knew, I knew it, but I didn't do anything about it. It required RA to, you know, kind of. I always feel that RA came as a, a kind of a warning sign, you know, get things on track. So the list of things that I would do is, of course, food that is whole food, plant based. I'm all for that. A second thing was exercise. I never paid attention to exercise. And now I I don't like a day without exercise, and the, yeah I just I just do it no matter what because of the way it makes my body feel. And the third thing is you know mindset. I'm not very regular with meditation and gratitude, but I try to make it a part of my day every day. I do love yoga as well. I'm not regular with it, but I do yoga, and um, and doing things I love. That makes me, uh, you know, makes me happy, uh, and 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 taking care of myself. I think uh, these things really bring me a lot of joy. And also, I think um, uh, maybe uh, doing things that uh, make you, uh, you know, cross the limits you've set for yourself, like push you beyond your boundaries. Uh, so for me, going on treks and traveling solo—I mean, not solo with a group, but uh, you know, of course, on my own without the comfort of car and things like that. But especially with RA, you know, it's not easy because 
food is also not easy. So pushing my boundaries is also something that I like to do, like physical comfort, you know, beyond that, where I can push my limits. So I find that also every month doing something like that, I find that challenging and gives me fresh purpose. Mm, I love it. As you were speaking about these things, you know, the mindset, the yoga, the food, the exercise, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the variations that you're doing. And it has occurred to me for the first time that so much of our program is sort of Indian influenced. The food is very Indian influenced. There's rice, there's, you know, uh, lentils, there's spices and herbs, all this, right? And uh, and then the the format of exercise that one of them that works really well for folks is yoga, of course, and it originated or roots within India. And so we've got that. And then the mindfulness, you know, and and so the whole, you know, the spirituality, which is very, very, very uh, associated with Indian lifestyle. And so it's very, very Indian sort of uh, aligned. And so I'm. It's interesting that it took a Westerner's outside influence to bring you back home again. You know, absolutely, Clint. I've always been interested in yoga and Indian philosophy and things like that. But of course, I was just busy being a workaholic. Yes, <laughs> until I got this wake up call in the form of Ari, unfortunately. But. Uh, but I think only good things have come out of this journey, this this mm. new you know path that life has taken me on. Let's and talk about let's talk about your foods. You have started an Instagram uh, account, and it's called Gut Feeling, so people can follow you on Instagram. Now, just to be clear, that's G U double T underscore Feeling. So you'll see Anu there, and you've started to, uh, you know, populate that with some pictures of your foods. Let's talk about Indian cuisine. Uh, how, what side of food? What sort of foods do you make? Which ones are you passionate about? And what recipe tips and cooking tips can you give us all? Well, okay, Clint. So when I started the program, it was all about buckwheat, amaranth, and these are all things I've never even heard about. Okay. We do eat amaranth, yeah, but we eat the leaves, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, not the seeds. I didn't even know about all these things. So anyway, um, of course, initially I followed your program and things like that, but I started, you know, we're used to a lot of spicy uh, food, which our palate is used to that kind of food, right? So the bland food was, uh, you know, starting to get to me and I was starting to crave, you know, normal Indian food. And then I started realizing that okay i could modify these recipes to suit uh, you know patterson and wfpb so i started experimenting and um, also you know when i was uh, like dr gregor recommends eating spices because they have a lot of polyphenols and antioxidant uh, qualities and things like that so i was avoiding spices actually and i realized well these are good for me so why not explore and i started uh, searching recipes online and i discovered that like i told you before like indian food is like an umbrella term there isn't something indian food as such it's like each state has its own cuisine 
and within each state there is so much variation in even a single dish like a dal so it would be made in you know different places have a different way of making it and things like that and everything is yum all right so everything is absolutely even kitcheni i i recently came across an article that there are more than 20 or 30 types around india i haven't made all of them <laughs> see and indian cooking law involves a lot of ghee and a lot of oil and of course those are not are friendly at all so of course i have to modify that so right now i do a lot of research into recipes from around india and i modify them so that i cook it completely without oil and uh, it still tastes yummy and delicious and i can't stop marveling at how much i've missed all my life because i was so focused on the fish curry and the meat and uh, now that i didn't like vegetables but uh, and the salads as indians we don't eat much salads uh, you know plant it's just a it's just a little bit of cucumber carrots or maybe radish or things like that we really don't have the habit of eating a lot of uh, salads and in this process another wonderful thing i've discovered is you know the local greens the native greens you know the traditional food of india and that's something i'm really uh, focusing a lot on so i grow a lot of um, um you know they are just weeds rather but they have medicinal for, uh, mm. value and so i grow a lot of them in my backyard it's not like a regular garden is like a mouse of weeds but they mm. all have their uh, purpose so i do a lot of research into that so what are the greens that um, have medicinal value and what our ancestors used because i think uh, uh, during this journey i discovered the importance of the microbiome and uh, how people traditionally ate and how that's so important to your gut bacteria so uh, and i think we've all come away from our traditional foods especially in india because we have such a uh, it's like a treasure trove of dishes which we have forgotten about because now our focus is like uh, the you know standard american diet pizza burgers and things like that and mm-hmm. it's just about meat and egg and fish every day so we are just forgetting but there is a revival coming up throughout india and i'm so glad for that because i learned so much from it so i do you know make a, a lot of interesting things out of these things mm. Um, would you would would you be up I know that you've left your work so that you can focus on your health and you've also you know left your work because you were getting a lot of stress from that and we'll talk about that in a moment but would you consider it possible to maybe create uh a recipe book for us that we could share within our community all traditional indian cuisine with no oil and no ghee Shrekland all my recipes are posted on Instagram I have videos mm-hmm. it's just basic videos nothing fancy because I am like you know I like cooking to be quick and fast you know nothing like I you won't find it in a nice setting or something it's just basic basic instructions so all my recipes are on my Instagram page but I would definitely love to uh, create a cookbook uh, I I just think the the learning is so vast i i, I every day i discover something new something and also i'm lot into ferments uh, uh, clint uh, because kombucha and kefir and things like that are not uh, 
that easily doable and i found out indians have so much so many res- fermented recipes and that is equally yummy and so easy to make so uh yeah i i am into a lot of into fermenting as well so mm. eating traditional food and uh, discovering you know cuisines from india definitely why not i can definitely make a cookbook Yes, and I'm on your page right now having a look at that and you've got reels which is great. So Instagram reels that you're using to actually show people how to make the the uh the foods which is awesome. Um yes, so to do the recipe book, it's easier than you might uh, think when you've put the finished product together before you eat it. Just put the pictures, uh, take some finished pictures under some nice lighting and a nice um bench top uh with a good camera. um and then you just have to jot down all the in uh, the the ingredients and then the, and then step by step instructions of what to do if you were to put all that in a text format i can create the book for you so we could do it you just i just need pictures I ingredients and step by step and i can have a graphic design and put together for you can we do that Glenda I'd love to you've given okay. me some purpose. <laughs> okay, let's do it. This is your new job. You've quit your other job. What um what what sort of work were you involved with? Was it sort of uh you know project management or was it office work? I mean, what were you doing in the I past? Was a, I was in the school. I was the head of the school. Head of the school. <laughs> you were the principal? Yes. Oh wow. Okay, so a lot of responsibility, a lot of stress, huh? I love my job, but uh but I think um, Ari kind of made me realize that like, there's more to life than just being a workaholic. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. And what in what ways did you notice stress impacting symptoms and how quick was it? And were you able to for example see that if you had a bad day that you had more symptoms the next day or was it more a bad week would lead to symptoms did you ever get a feeling for it um well clint actually um now it's around 3 years since i was diagnosed and uh, most most of the time was work from home because of the pandemic and i found that i was doing quite well uh, on the diet and i was on low dose methotrexate according to my doctor when i asked him about tapering it off he's like you're on the lowest dose and you uh, why do you want to even think of these things so i was actually on the lowest dose and i i know when i'm on the diet and i'm doing you know tick off all those things you know exercise mindset i'll do quite well but once once i had to go return to work i didn't particularly have bad days but it is stressful because you are in charge of the safety of so many kids and that's always a stress that plays on your mind you know so it's not obvious it's a kind of insidious and it just you know it can so start it started to worsen my symptoms you know gradually because i was taking on so much stress the stress of waking up early and cooking and carrying all my food and things like that it was also physically tiring uh, because suddenly this big change you know mm. and then i would end up uh eating a uh, normal indian vegetarian food for comfort you know which again worsened my symptoms really badly so and then i realized that okay this can't go on because uh, i need to take care of myself and make my health a priority so i i quit my job last year mm. yeah okay. yeah 
Okay, and so and you... definitely the stress it, it started building up. It wasn't a weekly thing or a daily thing, but but it was ongoing, and that had a very bad effect on my symptoms. Mm, mm. Okay, all right. Well, let me recap recap here. So you've noticed a very distinct relationship between stress and inflammation, a very distinct relationship between eating non-Patterson program, even vegetarian foods, you have to stick with the, uh, you know, the the oil-free, the dairy-free and uh, 100% whole foods. And if you do that with lots of the Indian spices that you use and the way you prepare your foods and you're exercising, you can remain symptom-free on only 7.5 milligram a week of methotrexate which is phenomenal because at one point your doctor said, you're going to look at biologic drugs and now you're on a tiny dose of methotrexate and symptom-free. So it's, I mean, it's phenomenal. And you've identified lots of benefits from having the disease in terms of the discovery of a passion for traditional Indian foods and, and also uh, a, a, a discovery of the importance of exercise, um, mindset, gratitude, and so on. And you're now free of work and you're focused on your health. And we've just decided that we're going to create an Indian Patterson program cooking book. And I'm totally excited about that. So is there anything that you'd like to share that we haven't covered yet that you think would be really important uh, to want to get across to, to listeners? Um, first of all, Clint, um, I'm so glad I found your program in April 2020. Because that gave me the courage and the confidence. I don't know if I could have gone through this alone. You know, it would have, I don't know, taken a big toll on me and probably I'd be on biologics by now. <laughs> I'm 100% sure of that. Uh, not that I have anything against biologics. I'm sure medication is always helpful. In fact, I'm glad that I have this medication. Uh, and I, I'm i looking at, you know, tapering off this year, hopefully. Uh, I don't know how my rheumatologist is going to support me with that because he's like, you're on the lowest dose, just, just let it be. So anyway, I think um, I think having goals is good for yourself. And I think, uh, I think having the forum, even though I'm not so regular, I love to read other stories. And, and also one of the things I want to mention, Clint, is, you know, during my darkest times in the night when I couldn't sleep because of the pain, I would listen to your podcast. And they, that just kept giving me hope that I can do it, you know, that I need to stick to the food. And I, I can't even tell you. And I'm so thankful to all the people who come on to your podcast because each of them has helped me in my journey. And that's why even, you know, I, even though you asked me before, I was really shy about it. And I thought, no, this is my way of giving back. So I might be able to help someone. I must pass forward that uh, uh, you know, that help that I received from all of your guests and their stories have been so motivated. So uh, anything extra that I do is that I think uh, find some purpose and passion so that it takes your mind away from, you know, RA all the time. Of course, if you're working, you're busy and it takes up a lot of your time. But if, like once I quit, I found that I needed to find something else that I'm passionate about. And uh, Learning more about health and food is my passion now, so it keeps me going. And I always think that you should have uh, connect with others who have RA. I think that's really 
helpful. I've made a lot of good friends on your forum and outside uh, through you, some of your members, uh, you know, uh, when they post. So I've found a lot of good friends that I can share my, you know, ups and downs with. So I, I would suggest just definitely look into joining your program because whether you are active or not, it's really helpful, especially Clint, because you, you, you put in a lot of new information, which I don't know. I'm not, I would have access to, you know, whatever, omega-3 and, uh, you know, uh, the leaky gut and microbiome and all these kind of things. It's, it's having access to information and updated information is so important in our condition. So I think that's been really helpful as well. Mm, wonderful. Thank you, Anu. So if people are interested to, to connect with Anu inside Rheumatoid Support, which is our support forum, um, just reach out to us, email us info at rheumatoidsolutions.com and we will connect you and show you how you can get started in their community uh, that has seen over two to 3,000 people over the years go through just the support forum aspect uh, of the program. Uh, that subset of people get personal coaching from myself and Carl Reader and a bunch of others, uh, Anaya and Caroline. And um, uh, now I'm running into trouble. I'm going to uh, not be able to mention Ellen. everyone at the same time. Uh, Ellen, exactly. And a whole bunch of people with different expertise. Laurie, who's tremendous at cooking food uh, as well. And so uh, you get access to people who are experts in certain areas and communicate, make friends and go through this journey and troubleshoot together to get the best possible outcome. So um, if you've liked this episode, please go on to iTunes and give us a five-star review for our podcast, because as Anu says, if we can, you know, help other people by getting them this information, then that's great. And there's so many podcasts out there, it's hard to become noticed. So if you could support us, uh, hit like and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much, Anu. It's been absolutely wonderful to chat with you. And let's make an Indian uh, cuisine cookbook together. Absolutely, Clint. It was, thank you for having me. It was wonderful talking to you. And it just feels surreal, you know, doing this. <laughs> I I never thought I would do it. But yeah, I'm glad I did it. And thank you so much for all that you do, Clint. You, you are a real motivation. That's beautiful. Thank you, Anu. Thank you, Cliff. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.